The following episode most likely contains graphic language, details of violence, and murder, and may not be suitable for all audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. What is up, everybody? Welcome to episode 49 of Murder With My Mother, the true crime podcast where I talk murder with my mother. Hey, everybody. My 50-year-old mother. Oh! It was just mom's birthday on October 3rd. Yep. The best was when she told someone the other day, like, my birthday's October 2nd. And I'm like, your birthday's <laughs> October 3rd. But. Uh, I guess the older you get, the more you forget stuff. So yeah. I'm learning that mm-hmm. uh, as I go, I guess. Yeah. But I honestly had... Probably the most attentive birthday I've ever had. Which I'm sure you loved because you love attention. So just kidding. Mom Uh, doesn't even like to be sung happy birthday. And I hate when people sing happy birthday to me. And it happened to me literally probably about 15 times on Tuesday. So I just sat there like this. I get that face. I hate it. I've always hated it. Yeah, you have. Uh, but I did like the gifts. So yeah, shout out to everyone gifts. that gave me lots of gifts. Sorry, Auntie Beth. She got her like the nicest bottle of wine and then I just fucking knocked it off the table, smashed it all over the ground. But yeah, I'll get you a new one. But mom had a lot of really fun activities leading up to her birthday this year. So I went to Costa Rica by myself and here I am alive to talk about it. Uh, I went for <laughs> 10 days to Costa Rica, um, stayed pretty much in a teepee for two nights, and then I was in an Airbnb, but it turned out when I got there that the Airbnb was on an acre of land by itself, in the dark, uh, off the beaten path, <laughs> which was pretty scary in itself, but then I found a giant cockroach about this big. Huge, uh, for feast- the people who are not watching. Yeah. <laughs> Huge. Feasting on my toothbrush in the middle of the night. So needless to say, I slept with the lights on from that day forward. (laughs) And then from there, she met me in Orlando. Yes, I did. And as you guys know, we had Crime Con and it was so great. It was great. We had a super great time. We met so many cool people. Um, The true crime community, obviously you guys, most of you who are listening to this are part of the true crime community. And like... I don't know. I just got such a, at first I was scared that there was going to be like a, like a some kind of active shooter situation. I was having quite a bit of anxiety. Um, but everybody there was like so cool, so welcoming, so friendly, so, so compassionate. Friendly. Yeah. Like we saw some really cool um, live tapings of things. Nancy Grace, we met Nancy. And if you guys Nancy know Nancy Grace us, was cool as shit. She was she really was cool. She was. And like just so genuine and she was su- yeah. super cool we watched a couple tapings of her podcast um she even called someone like some guy we met he was like um his mom was sick he, she, she was, was going, going in for surgery. surgery and nancy called like facetimed her like that's so cool <laughs> yeah. super, super cool. cool she's very down to earth super down to earth um the twins were even there yeah so me and mom were like what twins uh what else what mike and gibby yeah, so if you true guys crime know all the time. Yes. Danique has fangirled over Mike and Gibby for years now. Yes, Mike and Gibby are even fucking cooler in person. So. And now they're our best friends. Yes, and now they're our best friends. <laughs> um, and we're not just saying that either. They really are. They really are, yeah. So um, that was super cool. We met so many cool people and like just we had a lot of fun. I had It was very needed. I hadn't left since before I had the baby uh, with anyone except myself and my mom yeah um so you guys know obviously that was super great I got to sleep in and I'm no longer breastfeeding so that's a bonus um (laughs) fucking 100 years later but yeah we had a great time very well needed very much needed yeah we pretty much just drove around when we weren't at crime con and listened to 90s hip-hop a lot of pitbull yeah a lot of yang yang twins we were supposed to have a uh small little car like a a leaf or something but we ended up with a dodge durango so we had a big big old party in the dodge durango it was super fun back and forth on the freeways Mm -hmm. danica wasn't supposed to be driving it but i was but she was so it was fun super fun um but yeah we really just had a great time yeah um so while we were gone, um, not taping, obviously you guys know we took a little bit longer between. Um, we've got a lot of really good suggestions for 
we asked for 4849 but mom and I couldn't help but notice um, a theme like especially being in America and you guys know it's no surprise we've said it 968 times um, about our justice system just being like a fucking joke just to kind of put it plainly that's pretty plain yeah yeah um, but before I get really into that, while we were not, while we were away, um, it was actually three days ago. What is it? The sixth or the seventh today? Today's the sixth. Okay. So two days ago was, um, the national remembrance day, or I guess, hold on. So yeah, we, we just wanted to take a moment to acknowledge October 4th, which was the national day to commemorate missing and murdered indigenous women, girls, and gender diverse persons. And we've touched on a case in Winnipeg that has led families of missing and murdered Indigenous women and girls to believe that some of their daughters, mothers, or friends' bodies may be in a landfill that authorities have until now refused to search. And if you've seen, it's actually been a long time now that mm-hmm. that was like I'd a year like and a half, a year and ago. A half ago um hashtag search the landfills Mm -hmm. has been trending yes so it's been this long where it still hasn't even been acknowledged looked at um people are basically especially family members like led to just be ignored well basically they're saying like well sorry but we can't search that it's too much for us well and at first they started saying like when it first came up they were saying that um it's because the ground was frozen well, the ground has not been fucking frozen for a year and a half. So. Yeah, and it's about to be fucking frozen again. So let's go yeah. speed it up. And that all came out when um, the Jeremy Skabecki uh, murder. Mm-hmm. They came of, to light. We did touch yeah. on it briefly on an yeah. episode. Um, obviously, we're waiting for more to come out before we cover that case because it's going to be a, a good one because that's that's a serial killer. Yeah, that's a serial killer and he's targeting. It's what we always see. You know, you target people who you don't think are going to be missed. But these people have families. These people have loved ones that do care where they are and do care if their bodies are in a landfill because how fucking horrible. And I can't imagine like trying to reach out to get someone to listen to me Mm -hmm. if you were had been murdered or you were missing and no one would even listen that would break you so badly yeah so i mean i just want to give a big shout to all those families that are still you know they're they've kept on keeping on and so as of october 4th the feds have now officially committed seven hundred forty thousand dollars to the search of the landfill where and hopefully, I mean, yeah. that's the least you could fucking do. I don't, hopefully, you don't even, they're going to be held accountable to doing that. Because well, hopefully, and that's the thing, right? Is our our government to segue back into what I was saying before? Our government for criminals and criminality, anything that has to do with that, there's not a whole lot of follow through. So, like I said, as much fun as we had on our trip, we could not help but notice the theme that kept coming up, especially when we're talking to all these American podcasters, American true crime fanatics, it's like, oh, you know, we touched on the Trina Hunt case. Like, yeah, he's just out free. I mean, we don't know who did it, but the person who is suspected of doing that and is really the only clear suspect in that case is out walking around. Yes, I understand you You can only arrest somebody one time and charge them with something one time or else again the way our justice system the dysfunction of our justice system and the way it's laid out is absurd so but also then last night we were there we were in bed watching true crime because it's not like we got enough of it during the day (laughs) um mom was just resting her eyes i was just listening she was just listening i'm like okay i've heard that one before you're sleeping so (laughs) um Basically, the constant revolving door of violent offenders, any kind of offender, but violent offenders just that keep coming back into our community. You guys know it always comes up on our podcast. It always comes up in our communities. You're constantly seeing it. And so we were laying in bed and we were discussing this again because, again, it was coming up, coming up. So as I was talking to mom about it with her eyes closed, basically talking to myself. We received an email from a family member of someone named Sainara Lewis. And after we did some digging as to what this family member had told us, we learned that on September 6th of this year, so what, a month ago today, Sainara Lewis, who is 27 years old, was fatally stabbed 
The man that was responsible for her death and the attack of three other people, one in the same room as Sainara, but another two women, this guy had such a lengthy criminal record and most of his offenses, surprise, surprise, were violent in nature and violent against women and authorities. Yeah. So why the fuck is that guy out there walking around still? No, and the thing is, these people do not just commit these acts and then... That's it. Usually you can see these precursors, these, yeah. like we like to say, the neon flags showing, okay, this person has done this. That usually transitions into something more violent and more shocking and more all of these things. Yeah, I mean, the trend is not that you get less violent as you go along. No. So Sainara is and was described uh, by loved ones as caring and selfless and that she could see the good in everyone it's not made, it hasn't been made public how she knew her attacker, um, but it made us question for the thousand, thousandth fucking time. You like how I got a lisp with that one? Yeah. Why are these people being given so many chances? And why, like most violent offenders, it's not their first time offending. So, so the more we looked at it and talked about it and, you know, thought about it, it's, we're going to bring to light some of the cases that... Yeah, we're going to focus this episode yeah. on the constant revolving door of violent offenders entering in and out of our communities over and over again. So we have a couple cases that we want to touch on. Some of the cases you guys will know because we have touched on them before, but especially speaking to Canada, our justice system is so advocates. It advocates not for the victim, not for the families of the victim, but for the criminal. And like we're seeing it escalate every time and get worse and worse. So uh, first, the first case I wanted to touch on is um, in September of 2014, 17-year-old Surrey resident Serena Vermeersh was on the bus in Surrey. She was just busing home from school like any person should be able to do. But she was followed off the bus as she walked home by someone named Raymond Casey. So again, this was in 2014. Yeah. Raymond strangled Serena with a piece of fabric, raped and murdered her before leaving her body by a set of train tracks. And this is this is not a secluded area. This is not a girl is that very was open. out in the dark. This is mid broad daylight in the middle of the day in a populated area that's surrounded by houses. Exactly. So when a loved one, your daughter, your mother, your brother, who knows, anyone, when anyone's murdered by someone, it's horrible. But to learn that Casey was released from prison in June of 2013, so the year before, after serving a 22-year prison sentence for a violent sexual assault, that's going to really like just put some salt in the wound because it does yeah because he should still be in yes but the, the society should still be being protected from that person and yet they're out yeah and when he left prison the surrey rcmp warned that he was a high-risk opportunistic sex offender moving into the community documents released by the parole board of canada showed that casey was considered likely to harm or kill someone at the time of his release so you know what let's just fucking let him back in the community yeah, let's just do it so in September of 2017, he pled guilty to the murder of Serena. But he will be eligible after he served 17 years for parole. And he wasn't even that old. No, and he already did 22 years. Yeah. What happens is you see these people go into prison, especially when they are sexual deviants. They go into prison. They think, how could I get away with it next time? Because this is a sickness. Yeah. It's a sickness that is in this, to even think about that in the first place, to even want to do that. Like, how do you fix somebody like that? Well, you can't, I mean, he's institutionalized at that point, and he also has clearly no impulse control. None. So let's just let him out of jail, and... That's the thing, but why is it even, why is he, yes, I, I understand people have rights, but when you murder somebody, and you've already sexually assaulted someone, you are clearly progressing into yeah. now I'm going to murder this person so they can't testify against me so they can't say you know that's who did this to me it's going to get worse it's going to get worse and so yesterday I was reading an article just as I was looking on my phone it's all coming to us like it's it all is. it's all totally being 
like the power of this topic has just been attracted to to us and I believe it's something that we're we're hoping to bring awareness to maybe Definitely. we can find a solution maybe we can start the wheels turning yeah so yesterday as I was reading um I think it was the province on my phone because I didn't buy the province but it said in bold letters repeat violent offender released again in Vancouver so Mohammed Majidpur has more than 30 prior convictions, including assault and assault with a weapon. Earlier this year, he pled guilty to assault with a weapon for striking a 19-year-old stranger over the head with a metal pole and hurling a racial slur at her. And then later that day, setting fire to a car nearby. And that's just this year. That's literally the same day he <laughs> did those three things he's racially he's obviously when you look at this guy like please go and google him because he looks so mentally ill and so like he needs to be away this was a stranger this was someone that was just walking down I and mean, we've talked about the escalation of violence in vancouver and it's getting worse and worse every day i read anything it's like what the fuck and another thing is, he's known not to show back up to jail. Yeah. He goes on the lamb <laughs> yeah. all the time. Yeah. Like, so why would, I mean, once you caught someone like that, well, just keep them. I just saw, like, I mean, this isn't to do with that, but I just saw in one of the states, they brought in the death penalty for assault against children, like a sexual assault. I fucking love it. Yeah. I love it. Well, it should be. You are murdering someone's soul when you sexually assault them, especially yeah. a child. Yeah. Why do murderers, violent criminals, and offenders that target children keep getting, like, why don't they just get one chance? Why well, don't they? And I mean, clearly, some people do not advocate for the death penalty. No, some I get people that. Do. Yeah. Like, it's a big controversial topic. However, if you had that to consider before you acted, mm -hmm. I mean, even if it stopped at least one more person yep. from sexually assaulting a child, yeah, how do, it would be how worth do it. we protect our loved ones in our communities if these people, because. Uh, not to say that I've dated anyone on parole, but... You better not have. <laughs> well, I have. Oh, my God. Yeah. And I'm sorry, but that person would have to check in once a month and was still continuing. I mean, okay, it wasn't a healthy relationship. I was way younger, but continued to break the law. Obviously, they weren't a murderer. They weren't sexually assaulting anybody, but just they're breaking the law, so they're a criminal. Well, we had someone that had killed someone living in our coach house before and, yeah, and the he person, didn't even the person that he was supposed to check in with um thought he lived somewhere else thought that he no, like he totally fucking... totally lived a lie to the to the probation officer which to me is uh, I just can't wrap my head around it and like you know us we're all for healing we're all for trauma work on this podcast like that's fucking i say that word every five minutes like i get that that kind of stuff affects you and affects the trajectory that your life will go in but after you commit such a violent offense especially in in any community well and you're not doing any restorative justice you're no. just going around living like a skid still hurting people <laughs> like yeah so shouldn't you have your rights take like I understand everyone has rights, but like, shouldn't they be taken? Yes. There's also a case um, I remember from being a little girl. Mom has more of the details, but every, I remember, obviously I had a knack for true crime. So every time I would drive by going from my grandma's back home, there was a house with these heart shutters. And I remember my mom telling me like, oh, a guy mass murdered his whole family there. So I would always be like, oh my God. But... So, so this um, murder actually happened, and we haven't we haven't um, touched on this case yet. It's the families, even the Serena Vermeersh case. Yeah. I don't think that the it's... families live close to us, and I mean, we obviously don't want to do, uh, you know, bring things up that make mm -hmm. people feel sad. But in this case, I think this is bringing up this repetitive thing that keeps happening over and over and over well, and this was in what 1990 like so this was in 1997 yeah and but it's just showing the track record of like it's 2023 let's get our yeah. fucking shit together so um this man um had killed david gorton had killed his fiance heidi shaland and her four young children 
Um, he bludgeoned them to death with an axe in 1997 in the house that he was sharing with her and her children. And um, they had met. She was a single parent. He was her neighbor. Uh, they had met each other. She obviously had no idea that in his past, he had previously, at the age of 19, stabbed his 17-year-old girlfriend 19 times and also stabbed his ex-wife. Like, And then she's just, you know, like doing her best to live her life. She has her kids. She's, yeah. she's met this man. She has no idea because there's nothing that he disclosed to her. And I mean, I'm assuming so. She can't tell us. No. But you would never but live with someone. Even if he someone. did disclose it to her, why is he in the community? Why exactly. is he able to date and able to be like, you can't stop these people from doing these things clearly. And we're shown that with every case. And I mean, he's in jail now, oh, but he shouldn't have even had the opportunity to do that. So you guys remember, um, I believe it was episode 13 think we covered the rape and murder of 10 year old heather thomas who again is a local girl she was from cloverdale you guys know if you don't remember go and listen because you know i hate talking about the person who is responsible for these people's murders um i like to keep the victims at the forefront of everything and that's why i really really feel that we need to change the the narrative of our justice system and the dysfunction and everything that's going on because these people are okay this guy has been in jail for 20 years almost okay but he is they have said he's at an average average risk to reoffend so he had a long long line of like history of uh, sexually assaulting young girls so clearly this is a pattern for him so he has recently, I think this was last year, but he recently applied for something called a escorted temporary absence from custody. So obviously when I read that, there was I was fucking mad because it's like, huh? You should, oh, and it's for community service. Like, bro, your service to the community is to fucking stay in jail. Yeah, the community could do without you. Thank you very yes, much. Yes, thank you. Um, but of course, um, they're... You know, because he confessed, because he says he's sorry, which of course you're in jail. If you well, know and that he didn't confess until he got caught. No, he confessed and then he he recanted yeah. because he was like, "Oh no, I didn't." But and applied for a new trial. And he blah, concocted blah, blah. an alibi. He did yeah. everything. So now, because they're saying that he shows capability for extreme violence, if it, if you guys can't see me, I'm doing air quotes. Like obvious, fucking Lee, you are you you horribly raped and murdered your neighbor, ten year old neighbor. Yeah. So it basically says that the written decision also notes that information on Shane Ert mode dating back to nine years before Heather's death, again, shows these patterns of sexual assault. So the board, the great board of whoever you are, the some kind of board, I don't even know because I'm getting heated, but <laughs> they granted him these ETAs. So these, these leaves. leaves so I just, it's like, I don't know. I can't, I just, you guys understand. I understand people can heal. I understand people can do all that stuff, but not after you've done something like that. Your rights should be taken away. Um, another case we haven't done is the death of Victoria Elizabeth Marie Stafford, who went by Tori. I think she was nine, Yeah, nine years old. And she was abducted, raped, and murdered by... Michael Rafferty and a woman named Terry Lynn McClintock. Her body was found three months later in a wooded area in rural Ontario. But in 2018, so eight years later, McClintock was controversially, yeah, because it's fucking pissing everybody off, moved to a healing lodge in Saskatchewan that was run by the Correctional Service and of Canada, blah, 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 blah. And we have to say that she was actually the instrumental one because mm -hmm. her a guy she was seeing had this fantasy to do this. Yeah, but she it came actually, out. It was her. She actually went through and made everything happen. Yeah, she and was the one. now she's in a healing lodge. Well, she's not now Yo. because she was moved back because Canada was like, no yeah. fucking way. I, I understand, okay, she's not in the community, but what she needs, the healing she needs to do 
she needs to do up in heaven. Like your chance here or wherever the fuck you go, your chance here should be taken. You've already like we should have a one strike policy for people like that, for offenders. So another person who you guys will be familiar with, Carla Homolka. Yes. Carla Homolka is outliving her new life free after she murdered her sister and was responsible for murdering four other women with her husband. And she has young children and she's going to their school and these and children and volunteering. she's changed her name mm-hmm. and she's volunteering. We all know who you are, Carla. We yeah. know. You have a face of... of we know. Of fucking Carla Homolka. So... <laughs> Um, on episode 47 that we recently covered, Melanie Carpenter's killer. I don't even remember his name because I don't give a fuck, but he was a repeat he had violent just offender. He to jail early. Mm-hmm. Early. So if you guys can see a pattern, I don't know. Um, Clifford Olson. Clifford Olson was paid by the government. He was, he was on the payroll when he was murdering children. He was a paid informant. And he had been in and out of jail his whole life. His whole life. If you guys don't remember that, go back and listen to the Clifford Olsen episode um, and get re-pissed off because it's, we we need people in our communities to start voicing that they're not okay with this. Jatin Patel. Jatin surprise, Patel. Surprise, surprise. Episode 26. Tracy Tom mm-hmm. was also in and out of prison his whole life. Mm-hmm. He was in prison in the United States and and then came deported to our beautiful country and continued. And on the second day he was here, murdered someone. Yes. Tracy Tom. And then he, I think he served seven years in jail. Yeah. Like, I'm not understanding. So there's there's people that have, have grown marijuana that are serving more time than people that have killed someone. Yeah. And also... Someone actually, while we were doing the uh, digging into Sainara Lewis, um, I believe it's a family friend of hers had this TikTok video. And it was basically saying in Canada, if you serve somebody alcohol at a party or an establishment and that person goes on to crash their car, die, somehow, you know, passes away, you are charged with murder. You are charged with murder and you usually go to jail. I mean, here you'll probably get charged with murder and go to jail for one year. but Or one minute. One minute, exactly. There was also another case that I was reading and it's it's a man who was being sentenced to 27 months. I didn't see his name, whatever. Because it's not even, really all these people are in one big pool, right? Yeah. They're criminals and violent criminals usually do have something that has led them there, whether it be trauma, whether it be a head injury, whether whether it be something, you know? But this guy got a sentence of 27 months and he said to them, please do not let me out in 27 months. I will do this again. I, I need yeah. more time than that. Please, what did they do? They let him out. What did he do? He went on to continue to violently offend so if these people are saying to, to you, to the government, no, please, shouldn't that be something that you need to look at, that you need to say, you know what, oh, maybe, like, maybe we need to keep you in jail. And the cost thing, I mean, that doesn't even add up because I realize that it costs a lot of money to house people I would rather in jail. Them. We're paying but for it. But in the long run, you're saving money because you don't have to go through another trial Mm -hmm. dealing with um, providing care after care for victims Mm -hmm. um, housing someone all over again preach uh yeah all all of the all of it all of the juries you have to pay like yeah it's it's honestly ridiculous you know and and again to say it again i am someone who really believes in healing i believe that if you've been through stuff in your life you can heal through that but not when you take it to that extreme i do not believe that somebody who is showing these patterns of behavior is able to be rehabilitated there's no such thing as rehabilitation for child sex offenders for murderers obviously there's you know there's things that you can be charged with murder if you didn't even commit. So when you look at the opposite side, at our neighbors on both sides, both bottom and top, America, it is to the other opposite extreme. So mom and I were literally sitting down after our first night of crime con at a dinner. And we had our hats on that said murder with my mother. Mm -hmm. And our badges on that were our 
true crime or our crime con badges. And the hostess sat us and was like, oh, you know, what are you guys here for? And we're like, oh, we're here for the crime convention. We have a podcast murder with my mother. And I've touched on this before. Mom and I both have this, I don't know if it's an energy or something that people feel like strangers that I've been sitting beside for five minutes, five seconds yeah. will just tell me everything. They're <laughs> like, oh my God, I don't know why I just told you that. I'm used to it. I passed it on. You did, but I feel like mine's even like heightened. Like it's, it's <laughs> Next crazy. Level. So as we're telling her about our murder podcast, she's like, can I be real with you guys? And we're like, okay. And this is our hostess. And she goes, I just got out of jail after 10 years for murder. Okay. So we are like, what? <laughs> and again, extenuating circumstances, there were things that had happened in her life where she was not actually the perpetrator of the murder, but because she did not go to report the police it right after away that it, after it happened, and it, it was there's so much. It was, that a, makes, it was a gang related, but not situation. Really. It was like a, it was like a uh, it was a situation that went bad. Yes, but out of her control, it went yeah. bad, and then because she didn't report it, because she was scared. She also, she was very young. She was 16 years old when this happened. She had a child already. And then when she was arrested, she was pregnant. So she was forced to give birth in jail. She was a victim of domestic violence. She, so obviously you're not going to tell on somebody who you're afraid of, right? But in this country, let's say that she was in the same situation. She wouldn't have even done and even they probably maybe, wouldn't have even came to her, her house to interview no, her. No, especially here. But she did 10 years. She, ten she, she years. did a plea, a plea bargain for 10 years. And every other person, so there was six in total, every other person got life. Yep. So she was like, fuck that. I'm taking a plea because, and of course it differs from state to state, but that just shows you that our, you know, there needs to be some kind of middle ground. There needs to be something that we can do that, that there's, you know, a checklist of, okay, you, oh, you know, you, you were drinking and driving. Okay. You know what? You need to have a breathalyzer. They do that stuff. This is your fifth time drinking, driving. Let's put a breathalyzer in your car. Even those fucking someone else can blow into it for you. You get your kid to do it. I've seen that before. Not from you or anything. (laughs) Not from mom, but you know, it's, there's things, there's loopholes in our system that people can get around because we're a too polite society we are and again if there were something where if this is your second time doing an offense i feel like you should be put into a whole different category even the the case of tim mclean who was murdered on the greyhound bus okay i'm all for you know advocating for mental health obviously the perpetrator of that was found to have very bad mental health, very poor, poor mental health. But he murdered somebody, a stranger, on a in public, and then went on to consume his body parts, do all of that horrible stuff. Should he not be in somewhere for the rest of his life, not out with a new identity, living freely in our community? Yeah. Yeah, like who's to say he's... What if it, what if he didn't take his meds? Episode, yeah. What if he didn't take his meds and he's at fucking Walmart and bites a kid's head? You know, like you don't know what's going to happen because yeah. he's already shown that he is, he can do all of these things. He is capable of, of horribly murdering somebody. Where yeah. Does it I mean, end? it does, it doesn't make sense. Where does any of it end? No, it does not make sense. So we just, we really want to kind of, I mean, it's funny because all of our episodes mostly, we are talking about this because every case you're like, oh, and then they got out and then they went to do it again. Then they got out and then they went to do it again. Then they got out and then they escalated. Even the Abbotsford killer, right? I don't even remember his name either because who cares? But he took the life of two or of one person, but he was doing all of these things his whole life. Yeah. You know, like there's the, the, the triad of the McDonald triad, right? Obviously, you're not going to lock everyone away who, like, pisses their bed and, like, sets fires. If you're setting fires, you should probably be in jail anyway. Probably not here, but... Yeah, I mean... Killing animals. Like, there's, yeah. there's things that come There are up. warning signs, there 100%. Are. And I know that there's been a couple people who have been, like, found to be on that trajectory that have been in the newspapers yeah. and stuff like that. But now where are they? Probably <laughs> waiting, plotting, and, like, you know, thinking about 
when the perfect time to make a move is. We saw it even in, you know, like this is going into a different country, but the Idaho, the suspect in the Idaho killings is a trained, someone with a PhD. Yeah. Who thought probably, you know, just, I could get away with that. I could commit the well, perfect I, murder. Who knows? Maybe he will. Or maybe he did before. We yeah. don't know. We don't know. Right? I mean, hopefully he's in jail. He, you know, he stays in jail. But that, again, that's in the United States. So just the total opposite end. We're, we're like this. We're on this end. They're on the other. And there's no middle for, like, people when we would tell them about some of the cases, when we would be like, oh, and then this one, and then this one, and then they, their mouths, their jaws would be on the ground. Yeah. Because it's like, how are these people... Just out walking around, living their best life. Meanwhile, someone has a doobie there when, yeah. you know, like it's like you jaywalking, you probably go to jail for like six, seven years. It's like, what do you, how do we do this? So, I mean, I just heard that Trudeau is censoring podcasts, which I'm sure just mentioned so, his name right now. pray for us. <laughs> Censored. But <laughs> I mean, we are thinking of ways we're trying to brainstorm like I have every single MP for all of every city in the country I have all their phone numbers and addresses so what I'm going to get everybody to do I mean this is my thought it's like how do we change this we have to come together we have to band together to change this because it's our children it's our communities it's our loved ones that are going to be the victims of these opportunistic like this guy bashed a stranger on the head with a pole. And now And I think out. he's the same guy who stabbed the DoorDash driver. Yeah. Like, he's probably not. But it's like, that's how many people are in the community that at any given time could just even snap. Even on, as you guys know, because I've talked about it, the weirdos that I met online dating, mm. uh, there was even <laughs> cases of, of people that are suspected of homicide. Mm-hmm. Um, one was, is now deceased, but, uh, he was the, uh, partner of Amber Manthorn on the island who's missing and has never been found. He was on online dating. He was dating, actively dating, people. actively dating after this. Even there's another guy that I saw on that group and it was like, this guy was like the balcony rapist or something yeah. and like, was like going up and climbing up women's balconies and raping them. And now he's just on and that's dating the thing, apps. right? Like you, you don't know who you're meeting here. You don't. And again, if you are a offender who is repeating these same behaviors, it's not going to change. It's not just going to like, oh, I was in jail. Everything's fixed. I'm good. Let's no, go. It's like, okay, well, now I'm just going to do it again because nothing's going to happen. And to I'm me. going to probably escalate. So again, we are saying the same thing over and over and over in this episode because we're just so I'm, I'm flabbergasted, really. I mean, it's nothing new. No, it hasn't. It's not like this has changed like over, you know, a couple of years, my whole life living in this country. It's been like that. Um, so what can we do as a society, as a public? I mean, we can write to our MPs. If there's enough of us, maybe they'll look at it. I mm -hmm. mean, it took this many a year and a half to get them to agree to even invest any money to search the landfill. Yeah. But I mean, that's what we plan to do is just we're doing this episode to raise awareness. Well, I don't understand why our government is so focused on, you know, we don't have news on social media anymore, whatever. Maybe they have their own idea of what that's going to make better. But why don't you start to focus on the things that will actually help the people who live in your country that like, you know, Probably keeping violent offenders behind bars. Um, maybe gas shouldn't be fucking nine hundred dollars. Can say lower the fuck gas. Yeah, prices. gas, groceries, like groceries in one week of grocery shopping. I get basically the same shit every week. Okay, like people who have kids, you know, like things are going up. My grocery shop was seventy five dollars more expensive than the week before. Hmm. In a week, it's I don't understand. So crazy. Uh, gouging. But it's like, put your focus on those things that actually matter. The four, like the number one thing that matters is keeping the people who live in your country safe. Safe and letting it be so that they can actually live their lives without starving to death or being homeless. And I start. think censoring a podcast could probably wait. Until yeah. you get all that other shit under Censoring control. the news. Because it's like, you do you not want everyone to see what's going on? Like, we all know what's going on. 
It's like uh, he doesn't want to see other people because Canadian news is not allowed on any social media in any country. It's so strange. It is. It's weird. It's strange. It's given me the heebs. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I don't know. But at least. Well, I think that um, I guess we could sit here and rant all day long mm-hmm. about it. Uh, we wanted to bring you guys something that kept coming up for us over and over. And uh, I'm definitely going to sit down myself and compose some heartfelt mm-hmm. words for my member of parliament. I believe Danique is going to do the same I thing. I am. And I honestly, I encourage all of you guys to do the same thing because yeah. this is a time where our you know, enough is enough and we need to make a it's change. Been it's, it's been, been enough. It's been enough. It's like, what the fuck? Even the faint hope clause, the sick fuck clause where you guys know that's what I like to call it. It's not a thing anymore. Yeah. But, but it's because why some, was it even a thing? Yeah. It's because someone challenged it and because it went so horribly wrong. But it's like, why? But it was a thing for a long time. It was. And it's like just giving families. these family members, like imagine the upset that you feel even being in the same room as the person that took your life and fucking tore it up. Like they killed a member of your, they killed your child. If we go back to Clifford Olson, he killed 11 kids. And then he got, the families had to be faced with him once a year. And not only that, he was paid money to tell them where, which, you know, obviously you want to know at the end of the day where your child is right you want to know where their child where your child's body is you want to be able to have that closure there's never closure when someone murders your child there's never Never. closure when someone murders somebody that you love and especially when it's the eighth or ninth or tenth or eleventh person but then to pay him money and then let him torment the families when he's in jail yeah i just i I just, I'm not, I can't, like, I, I just, I can't wrap my head around it. The best is all the Americans' faces were like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, you can't, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. So. <laughs> so. Yeah. So. It makes me, like, so, like, I'm getting sweaty. Good thing I put six layers of deodorant on. I switched <laughs> well, to natural. Well, I only put so. one, so. Well, you're not getting gross. Mom's tired today. <laughs> I was like, I'm tired. <laughs> I'm 50. But, but I'm tired. I'm tired of violent criminals being in our communities, being able to to do that. So we received a lot of really good case suggestions um, for these cases, but we wanted to really just make this the main focal point, and we are going to go hard at this. Like, yeah, maybe mom not today because you're a little tired. Well, She's fifty okay. now, and her hip hurts. So, <laughs> but <laughs> once I get my hip replacement and I have a good night's <laughs> sleep, I'm on it. AK never. So, but. I I don't know. I just I feel I feel very strongly about it. Yeah, we're this. passionate about it for sure. And I mean, it would be really great if we could have less violent crime in our society and the way it's going right now with the pandemic and everyone's mental health being so terrible is that it's I mean, it's on the rise. It is, know? and it has been. And even if it wasn't on the rise, like even if COVID never happened, before our justice system has been shit in the bed for fucking yeah. a long, long time. Since it was invented. Yeah. I don't really I don't know. I there's a lot of things our government has done that I'm not proud of and like, you know, I just live here. <laughs> like I just pay taxes and live here. I don't agree with a fucking thing really that happens here, especially not in the last couple of years. Yeah. Just in, you know, everything. But yeah, the the sh- the government's focus should really be on fixing this. And even if we had a let's say a, a separate jail that is just for people who maybe have finished their sentences sentences and go there to just die. <laughs> like, I don't know. I would be fine to pay my taxes. I would fuck raise my taxes a hundred dollars. I'll pay for that. Yeah. Like, I don't think anyone in the community would have an issue. We have an issue paying for all this other shit because our government is giving money away constantly. I'm going to get censored now for sure. Cause I'm fucking shitting on Trudeau in this one. <laughs> Even his wife doesn't want to be with him. Like, let us divorce you. <laughs> oh. <laughs> We'll see well, you on the dark web. Yeah, we will <laughs> probably not be streaming on any <laughs> podcast platforms. But it's okay. We do it pretty deep into the episode. So maybe he, you know, maybe no one's really listening to the maybe, whole yeah. thing. Got distracted by <laughs> raising gas prices while we were talking. Yeah. So again, so we, we're really hitting that one home. We but. are going to, obviously, if you're counting, and next episode is episode five zero, and we have something uh major planned for we episode do. 50 yeah. 
And uh, we're going to be back, I guess, probably next week. Yeah, yeah. I think yeah. next week. I think so we're too. Gonna be because back next yeah, week. we've been. We've been I don't really say that to you guys. Like you'll see us when you see us. You'll yeah. hear us when you hear us. Like fuck. Yeah, if you're I a feel cool, bad. cool kid, you'll know when we're back. <laughs> yeah, you have the. Hopefully, it won't be two months from now like yeah. last time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we. I don't know. Just to kind of you know go off to another topic. <laughs> um, the violent offenders really pissed me off. No. Um, yeah, but we. Yeah, there's so many th- cases that we were sent. There's so many cases. Yeah. And there was even a, it was funny because obviously every person that we talked to, we were in the shoe store. Cindy, shout out. I should have shouted you in the beginning because you're probably like, she didn't give me my fucking shout out. I'm changing Cindy, the Cindy, I hope you watched the, or listened or watched the whole Whatever, episode yeah. because here we are. Here we are. But, she, you know, we tell people, oh, we're here in town for this. Okay, this was after we drove by Casey Anthony's we house. We went by Casey Anthony's house. We went by where Kaylee, uh, unfortunately, was her, her resting place where they let dumped her basically. basically dumped her like a dead animal and which... then we went to um the shoe store right next to there where cindy worked and she mm-hmm. actually casey anthony's mom is always in that shoe store so she had some juicy dish for us on her and also another case of a friend yeah. of hers that was on the people's court and i mean i remember this case me too was on the people's court with her ex and then the next day she was missing yes yeah, the day she was the day it was supposed to, to air yeah she was missing and never been found since. The thing about Florida is fucked up shit happens in Florida. A lot. While we were there, an alligator had a freaking dead body in its mouth. Like, yeah. uh, like uh, it's like, just Florida is a place. Florida's next level. Well, the best part ever, too, is after our dinner, I said to mom, the dinner where we met somebody who said that she was in jail for 10 years. We were sitting and we weren't, rel- we were close to the restaurant, but there were so many different ways to go and walk or whatever and so afterwards I'm like you know what I wish I could really do something like I want to make a change I'm going to be a judge and then mom's like you should do it and then I'm like what do I have to do and then she's like you have to be a lawyer first of all I should probably (laughs) fucking know that because I probably shouldn't be a judge if I didn't know you have to be a lawyer first but I was like oh god I don't think I could do that but then it was like I wish that we could make a change and a difference just in general right yeah so as we are sitting, this was like three hours later, we're going to sit, we're downstairs just sitting outside our hotel, enjoying the humidity. And there's me, mom, and then an empty chair. And all of a sudden, what do you know? The girl, the hostess walks by and it's like, that's the fucking universe. Yeah. So she sat with us and she told us all of this stuff, so much stuff. And it's like, obviously- <laughs> it, was, it was definitely a surreal experience. It was, sure. yeah. Uh, we're there for crime, crime con. con. We're sitting there with a girl that just got out of jail for murder, talking about like all the shit she saw. Like, yeah. and she was, you have to remember, 16 when she went in here. So, my thought is okay, a 16 year old with severe trauma, domestic violence situation, she's pregnant. Okay, this is my Canada, like my Canadian law. Like, why? How'd you even go to jail? Because we're not used to that. But it's like, just to show you do not become better from being in jail. Not no. saying anything against her, but you become very institutionalized. Totally. So there is that other end of it, right? But yeah, it was just so surreal. It was just very like, yeah, it was crazy, is this real sure. life? Like the universe. And then another thing, another person we would say we would give a shout out to is Trey from the Best Western. Trey was, I don't know <laughs> Trey if we're gave supposed me some to of his say win- this. Whoa. I think it's against the law, but Trey <laughs> let us eat his food. <laughs> That he got on well, no, DoorDash. It was Wingstop, and it was the lemon pepper remix wings. Which so that makes we don't okay. have that here. Obviously, we have nothing fucking. So we good ate here. Trey's wings. Just a bunch of violent criminals. Even though he was our <laughs> the night manager of our hotel. Yes, but he was super cool, very smart, very articulate. Like yep. the shit that he was talking about, like. Yeah, he and was the he, one. Yeah. yeah, he told me a bunch of stuff about our government, which I'm not going to repeat because if I'm yeah, not getting censored, get censored then we're sure. already censored. But yeah, I'll say it when we record our first dark web episode. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, shout out to Trey. You were awesome. Um, and then another cool thing is I heard it back from the they've been emailing me um, the top hundred dollar the top 100 mother daughter podcasts. Um, they want me to give them a shout out. So I think this is what they meant. Maybe in a comment. I don't fucking know. But but we are number three. Woo. Yeah. Officially out of a hundred. So that's like we know how many there were. So that's pretty fucking awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Um Even and then we'll be gone after this one. <laughs> yeah, you guys will never hear. We'll never <laughs> give you episode fifty. Um 
And, and then there was someone also that you wanted to give a shout out from Scotland. Yes. So her name is Crystal and she is a follower now of ours all the way from Scotland. So fuck yeah, Crystal. Yeah. Hope you make it to this episode. <laughs> <'Cause she's> just, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. She said we're fucking awesome. So I think that's what she said. But yeah, <laughs> that's what we heard. Anyway. That's what we heard. But no, um, we appreciate all the new love, the continued love. We got our first Patreon. Oh, person. we did. Yeah. Mike Gibson, I would like to say thank you It's actually you very Rex much. West. So that's oh, his Rex alter West. ego. Okay. <laughs> yes. Um, but no, it was, it's really cool to see everybody's support. And I think the longer you're on the internet, the more people will stumble across you. I'm sorry. That's what for I like, thought about my porn career. <laughs> No, we retired Nanatoes. We retired. <laughs> Mom's hip is too sore now, so she's 50. I mean, you probably go into like a different category once you hit 50. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> you don't know with your big background and yeah. yeah. Only, what was it? Only, we were thinking not only fans, but only, there was something else. It was like an old, we were doing a, an off. Yeah. Nana's toes. Nana's toes. Yeah, well, yeah. that, but that didn't take off, so. Except for that one guy that commented on that picture of my toes. Like my toes. And it was creepy. Mom put a picture of my feet on the internet. And some guy was like, oh, beautiful feet. Yeah. I was like, oh. But anyway, awkward. But Sidebar. <laughs> sidebar. Segway. Yeah. Yeah. So we are going to bring you guys episode 50 next week. <laughs> and I'm really excited for you guys to uh, come back and participate in listening to episode 50. Yeah. I'm excited. Well. Excellent. Thank you, everyone, for being patient with us. Mm -hmm. We've had a lot lot going on, trying to juggle all these hats that I'm wearing lately. I'm like, oh, God. Yeah. So, but enough of our rambling. Um, that was episode 49 of Murder With My Mother, the true crime podcast where I talk murder and violent criminals that re every five minutes with my mother. Love you guys. Bye, everybody. Bye.